Southern Vanguard Radio. This is DJ John Doe, and to the left of me is my Woo. man. Do you know what today is? It's our anniversary. Yeah, yeah. Anniversary. Wow. Yeah, man. Happy anniversary, homie. years, man. Can you believe this shit? This is Cappuccino Meeks wishing DJ John a happy fifth anniversary of Southern Vanguard Radio. I forgot. Hold on. Cappuccino Meeks. My kids was... 12 and 14 when we started oh this shit. Oh my god, that's wild. Mine were bugging off. Dude, that. mine were 9 uh 3. Mm-hmm. No wait, no 9. Oh, what's 11 minus 5? 6. Uh 3. And one on one born yet. Right. Yo, that's ill. That's crazy. Yeah. And yeah, you, you got been, you you got you got adults now. Yeah, we've been getting it in, man. You got grandkids now. Yeah, we've been getting it in. You didn't have in. grandkids when we started this thing, did you? I I probably had one. Yeah. <laughs> I got two now. Yeah, we've been getting it in, man. Life oh, life shit. life don't stop, you know what I'm saying? And the podcast don't stop Yo, either, that's you know Ill. what I'm saying? So All right, so so for those congrats, that don't know, homie, yes, for sir, real, thank that's you, some man. real shit, man. Like when I sit shit. back and think about it, like I would have never thought, first of all, we would be doing a podcast. And right. second of all, I didn't think we'd be doing it for half a fucking decade. You know what I mean? That's so wild, right? I so know. yeah, we we on some good shit, man. It's Word. only gonna get better, man. No doubt. You know how we do it. We no God. Absolutely. You know what I mean? What what interview is it? What interview session number is this right now? I gotta look this up. Hold this on. This is second. this is man. We oh, knocking on two hundred interviews. Well, we man. Got, this, this, it might be two hundred. We knocking on two hundred interviews. Five years in the game, baby, and nobody does it better, man. All right. So there's a, been a hundred and ninety three interviews today. This will be a hundred ninety four. So we're six what six six away from the two hundredth interview. No, after this interview, we'll be five away. Five away. Yeah. And, right. And and we're doing episode. No, we'll two, be six away. And we're doing episode two thirty eight. Two thirty eight of, of the mix show. Hey man, congratulations again, man. Hey, it's, absolutely. It's, the, the, num- the numbers say it all, man. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. And and you motherfuckers realize we still got our sack on your nose, our foot on your neck, and our dick in your girl jaw. We are the guard. This is Southern Vanguard Radio. Yeah, it is. And I left one out. We got your mammy in the but <laughs> knees behind her head is going down. DJ John yeah. Doe, Cappuccino yeah. Meeks, we are the guard. Southern Vanguard Radio, south in your motherfucking mouth, man. We out, peace. Oh, no, wait. That <laughs> <laughs> sounded like we were wrapping up the show. Nah, I just want to let him know, man. Just a little disclaimer, man. You know what I'm saying? The views that you just heard do not Word. reflect those of fuck you. <laughs> Word. You know what I'm saying? All right, so real quick, we'll give a little background. This is the first time you're listening. Welcome. Welcome. Um, you know, uh, this little podcast started uh, five years ago, almost to the date. Actually, so today's January 5th. I think it was, what did I say, Make January 4th? Yeah, January 4th. January 4th. 4th yeah. the, I, I said the first. Yesterday sun- was the day. Yesterday was actually day, five yeah. years to the day. And we kicked it last but, uh, night, too. Yeah, we did kick it last night. That was, that was out the, P. Was he in the studio yeah, with yeah, us DJ tonight. Yeah, DJ Pocket in the studio with us tonight. Um, 
So yeah, real quick, you know, uh, Misha and I have been, you know, uh, around the world, uh, you know, uh, in a few different ways with this music shit. And we were just kind of at a crossroads and we, we both looked at one another one day. It was like, man, we just got to get back to having fun with this shit. And I was like, man, the most fun I ever had doing this sh- anything with this rap shit was uh, when I did college radio in the mid to late 90s. And uh, man, we just took it back to that. Started doing yeah. a mix show. Episode one, I did by myself because Meeks couldn't make it. And then Meeks heard me talking all kinds of awful, reckless shit on episode one. So all he right, had to be there for episode not, two. You will not do another episode <laughs> without me. <laughs> That's what then, that boiled uh, down to. Yeah, and then a big shout out to my homie Zoe, who was the first guinea pig for an interview session. First interview session. And, yep. uh, you know, shout it's just been Zoe. on. It's just been on ever since. You know, yeah. we, we've, we've been breaking folks. We've been putting folks on to, to that, that new fly shit. Um, you know, we're not stuck in the past and, you know, we, we, uh, we kicked this thing off at probably the best time we ever could have Meeks because look, look, look at where we're at right now. I mean, fucking Griselda's got fucking, you know, deals with Rock Nation and Griselda got, fucking, got LeBron James, got LeBron James listening <laughs> to their shit right now. Like, Hey man, it's, it's Yo, some real, it's some real shit happening wild, right now. It's wild. So, and LeBron, uh, we know where you heard it first. Southern Vanguard <laughs> Radio, motherfucker. Five years ago, you had a little bit of hairline left. You know what it is, man. Southern Vanguard Radio, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So, so when you go back and do your history, there's some brave souls out there that have been going back and actually going back to episode one. Uh, so, you know, we, we salute y'all. We get those little messages every once in a while, the DMs or emails or tweets or whatever. So, you know, um, you know, all the shit talking aside to all of our supporters and our listeners, you know, everyone that's helping spread the good word, you know, uh, big up and respect no and peace doubt. to all y'all. Cause no we, doubt. we obviously, you know, if we had five, five followers on SoundCloud right now, yeah. and, you know, sh- you know, shit for nothing listens, we wouldn't be here right yeah. now doing this shit. Well, I so. wouldn't be talking all this shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had to get somewhere and shut the <laughs> yeah, fuck exactly. up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and real quick, I mean, we we say it enough, you know, but, you know, big up to Sean Price. No you know, doubt. Because that, that, that dude really put us in the game, you yeah. know. Uh, unfortunately, a couple of months before he passed, um, you know, I we, we can't, um, you know, we can't leave out how important, you know, that interview was to, you know, j- to us when we did it. It was a game changer And for then us. just, you know, yeah. <clears throat> uh, just the way everything kind of played out. No doubt. Out, so. Rest in peace. All right. That being said, let's get down to business. Yeah. If this is the first time you're listening, like I said, welcome. If this is the first time you're listening, it won't be your last. Exactly. We drop twice a week. Tuesdays is a mix show. Thursdays is an interview session. Um, you know, we're always playing that new fly shit. We're always interviewing someone that you might have heard of, you might not have heard of. Uh, could be an MC or DJ or a photographer or someone in the fashion scene, you know, in, in the culture, if you will. Uh, that we all love and, you know, uh, hold so dear to our hearts. So make sure you tune in twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, any of your podcast platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, SoundCloud, MixCloud, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, and then we have some affiliates as well, right, Mix? It helps yep. us out. ATLHipHop.com, IamClassicRawRadio.net, uh, Return of the Boom Bap, WRBB, uh, uh, X Squad Radio, X Squad Affiliates, all those here in Atlanta, and then we venture out to the uh, West Coast with Soul Public Radio. Whoo! All yeah, right, man. all right. So let's get down to it. So this gentleman right here, I mean, speaking of the past five years, is all yeah. over, all over the playlist, all over it, all over it. Early uh, too. All, all of all of his comrades are all over the the, 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 the playlist too. Super early. 
we we've interviewed a couple of them. One of them St. Knack, one yep. of them Al Davino. Yeah. So without further ado, Lynn's own Lynn, Massachusetts Man, own stand up Code Nine. Code Nine. What's up, Witch? Hey, what's poppin', fellas? What's it's going you, on? man. Uh, hey, first off, yeah, happy what's fifth up? anniversary. Got to start it off like that. You Appreciate know, that, man. That's, that's a milestone right there. Yeah. So shout out to y'all fellas for holding it down for five years steady. Appreciate right. it, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate um, all that music you got to us over the woo! years, too, man. Yeah. That's a catalyst for doing yeah, this show, man. Doing, You're talking about Mac and all, the, it, all them Lynn cats. Y'all got something popping right now, man. What's the climate up there right now, man? Shit, it's like physically in the 40s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the climate is always hot up here, but it is in the 40s. No doubt. Physically. No doubt. But, uh, but the, cli- the climate is always steady in the 100s, though. That's what's up. And specifically speaking, you know, ST got it popping right now, man. How How's that? Course, how, that got the, how that got the city looking right now, man? I mean, you know, you got to understand the history. And Knack been doing this for probably close to 20 years. Mm-hmm. As far as we're concerned and what we know. Yeah. And um he a big brother to a lot of people, you know what I mean? Like he took me in young, he took Davino in young, like I, I was probably fourteen when Nack started fucking with me. He oh. probably about four or five years older than me. So wow. you know, he's showing me a lot of shit in life, you know, okay. beyond the rap shit. So, you know, and and, and you know, with the way he moves, he's he's very much, you know, uh uh he does a lot in the community. People know him. Like he, he, he a mayor out here. So That's what's up. whenever he does something good, there's a lot of people pushing for him. You know what I mean? Like Word. if there's anybody hating, we don't even see it because there's so many people rooting for him and pushing for him because he's the perfect representation of what the city really is. Yeah. And, and you know who we are. So we, we feel comfortable pushing ST yeah. as, as, as that representation. Like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's unk. You know what yeah, I mean? When he yeah. get a little older, we, he going to be comfortable with us calling him big unk. <laughs> oh, I believe it. I believe it. And when when you looked at like that, man, in high regard like that, the haters really don't even matter. So fuck them. Nah, nah. I don't, and, and I'm not even saying that in a place where like I even am aware of any. But like, if there is any, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, fuck it's em. just such yeah. a, a like, like you know what I mean? If here's the thing with St. Is he done so much that if anybody ever popped up trying to talk shit, that so, so many other people would hop on their back that it wouldn't even get to us. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, gotcha. it wouldn't even get that far. That's what's up. is a dead ass shit. Like, bro, you can't you can't talk shit on the guard. Like, that's that's big bro. You know? Yeah. And and, and and I am kind of speaking biasly because that's you know like my brother. But at the same time, I know what his impact is culturally and, and community wise. So I can vouch for it, you know, firsthand. You know no what doubt. I'm saying? Being being somebody around him, I, you know, his impact is is huge out here. And I think, and I've said this since day one, but it's finally coming to fruition. So it's almost like prophetic shit for me because mm-hmm. I already knew what he was capable of in 2003. But to see it actually take place, I'm so fucking proud. And he my big bro. Yeah. He put me on. But like, I'm so proud to see him finally get that recognition because it's so well-deserved. Motherfucker works so hard, bro. Exactly. So tirelessly, like... He's probably put in 150 to 500 hours of just simply mixing my shit. Wow. You know what I mean? And I've never paid him for none of that. It's just my big brother. So it's like, it's invaluable what he contributes. That's awesome, man. So, so nine, while we're there, I, I I didn't intend for us to go there immediately, but how did you and ST end up connecting? Like, how'd you kind of come, you know, into the fold? 
<laughs> with that crew. Yeah, you know, anytime, anytime anyone bring a brick bowl, I gotta, you know, I gotta off top be like, yeah, nah. He, nah, he I appreciate all that. The accolades, you yeah, know? yeah. But um, yeah, nah. I ended up, I ended up meeting that through uh his cousin, um, which was my homie at the time. You know, he's still okay. the homie. Shout out Marco. Word. Um, but basically, he introduced us because he heard me rapping one day. We was in school. We was young, and uh, he was like, "Yo, I gotta introduce you to my big cousin." And he introduced me to him, and and you know, just from then on, he kind of took me under his wing as like a protege. And like, he would even introduce me to motherfuckers on some like, "Yo, this is my protege," and um, put me onto a lot of shit because like a lot of his people that he introduced me to are like lifelong friends of mine now. You know what I mean? Like right. hmm. I was young, bro. I was 14 and he yeah. was probably 18, 19. So they were older and they had a lot of influence on me on, on the way I moved and, and the way I kind of absorbed shit because mm-hmm. they experienced more. So I just, I was able to sit back and kind of take a lot in, but that's how I met Nack. And then Nack introduced me to Perp and then Perp, you know, I don't think he was sold at first, <laughs> but after a little bit, you know, Perk was like, yeah, yeah, let's see, you know, let's see what Cole can do. And, and they let me contribute to a couple of the projects they were putting out. And then it just kind of, you know, it wasn't like an official, you know, it wasn't like a Rock Nation joint where they put a chain on you, but it was definitely <laughs> like, I already, I already had the jewelry, you know what I mean? Right, no need for that. Like, yeah, you know, you stand, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's dope. Man. Cole, what's the story behind your name, man? Honestly, it's funny because there's a it, there's a lot less than than there should be. <laughs> it's not the coolest story. Like yo, I, I I had I had a lot of nicknames and shit. People used to call me different shit. Like people call me my first name. People call me my last name. People call me some other shit. You know, there was a lot of names I gave myself when I started writing. Mm-hmm. So I had so many names, and one time I just ended up just saying, "Yo, I'm gonna just run with this. This is like the ninth name I ran with. It's, it's Code Nine on some kind of stupid shit. Like, mm. on some just like, I was, again, I was super young, but you gotta understand, I was like probably 13, 14. And I was like, fuck, well, I'm just calling myself that. And I started releasing music online like that, mm. under that moniker. And it, it was better received than anything else I had ever done. Cause mm. I, I, like, I didn't grow up in a household with, with, with you know, technology like that. So okay. when I got a hold of some shit where I could record and like, and these were terrible terrible fucking shit but like I just put it <laughs> on the internet and and you know that shit got a little bit more well received so I was like I'm gonna just run with this shit okay. so that's what I ended up doing it, it, it you know it's not the coolest shit but that's really what it was and then later on you know I had people who were older than me that were like nah nah it fits because like you complex you know you like a code and I was like I bet so other shit kind of ended up as I grew older ended up kind of fitting more but at the time it was just some dumb shit like mm. I, i'm pretty sure I, my first rap name ever the first name that i kind of named myself was right-minded oh, okay yeah i like cold nine <laughs> yeah yeah oh they were all worse than that too like leading up to that the, if we go on by one to nine if that was one the other the other six were fucking terrible <laughs> that's crazy that's crazy or seven or whatever my math might be off yeah, 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 yeah. that's crazy <laughs> so, so nine how'd you get into rhyming man like why um you know why why, why words in the pen I mean, it's kind of funny because I remember the, the first time I ever tried like doing some shit. I was, um, I knew this kid in like kindergarten, no bullshit. And, um, his name was Ronaldo. Shout out fucking Ronaldo, bro. Word. <laughs> and my man could, my man could sing like real good, real young. 
And like his mom was was I don't know I remember her too. Her name was Cookie. Shout out Cookie too. Word. What up, Cookie? Um, <laughs> funniest shit was like she used to push him so hard. Like yo, I know producers. I know like she, she was talking to us like we knew what the fuck she was talking about. <laughs> and I remember he could sing, and I couldn't sing a lick. I was so off tone, off beat. But that was my man. Like we was probably like no bullshit. Eight, eight right, years old, seven, right. eight. And I I wrote a song for him. For him to sing. It was called Oh My Stars. <laughs> Yo, I, never, I, I still to this day remember that shit. It was called Oh My Stars. I wrote this shit for him. And he sang it to his mother. Like, she was the only one that ever heard this shit. But, like, it was, she was like, oh, my God. Like, she was blown away. So that was enough for me to be like, all right, this is what I need to do. You know, I was already creative. Damn. Like, In kindergarten? So that, yeah, bro. I, and people don't believe me, but I swear to God, that's really Damn, how it was. Like, that's crazy. I, I haven't spoke to Ronaldo in years. You know what I'm saying? I actually tapped in with him a couple years ago and was like, bro, you remember me? He was like, hell no. And the funny shit was when I explained who I was and he remembered who I was, he was actually involved in some music shit in Boston. So it was kind of funny. But um, I haven't tapped in with him, but shout out him. That's, uh, you need to bring that's him back a, and put him on a moment. joint. Yeah, you need to put him on a joint, man. Bring him back. Have him sing nah, on that's something. that's a fact. <laughs> I think he said he don't sing no more. I think oh, that was his point. Like, yo, you remember me for some singing shit? I don't do that no more, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. He's got, he's got <laughs> bad like, memories. Yo, yo nah, I don't do that. But yeah. nah, shout out him though. That, that was like, you know, that was like, that was kind of my first memory of ever trying to like do this shit creatively more than like just listening. And I was young. Like, Damn, that's was crazy. Terrible, but you know, it had it had to start somewhere. Right. But okay. then, but then my homeboy, um, my homeboy, when I was probably like. 10, 11, he was really into DMX. And I remember he, he came to my crib one day and he wanted to write a rhyme and me and him kind of did like a line by line on some like bullshit. It was stupid. It was fucking retarded. But like, it, like that was kind of another thing because that ended up being the shit I was rapping to myself when I met ST's cousin and he introduced me to ST. So it kind of all lined up together. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. It kind of all led into each other. Gotcha. So do you have uh, other family members that were into music or come from a musical background or are you just kind of... Uh... Um, I mean, there's people in my family here and there that do music, but nobody like seriously. Like even my father, when he was super young, he was on TV singing once back in like the fucking 60s. Okay. But um, there's really nobody that... Because I was the only child in the crib, so I had to learn everything on my own from my peers and like hmm. just doing my own research. And um, so I I just fuck with music and just creativity. Like I used to draw and shit. So like it was just anything that was creative, I fuck with. Because like being the only child, you have to be creative, or else you gonna be a bored motherfucker. You know what I mean? Right. Word. Yeah, man. So for me, it was like you got to learn to do something, and I was already a creative kid, so. I was just like writing music was just kind of a way that, that it, it was, it was going to lead to that regardless. And it did honestly, it didn't even have to be like hip hop. Like it could have been anything. Right. I just fucked with music itself. And that's really what got me into it. But you know, obviously circumstances happen in your life and shit, you tap into certain shit in your surroundings. And then hip hop is what obviously connecting the closest with. Right. But, there was a time where I would just, you know, I grew up in a household where my mother would play records on the weekend. They had a record player. And she'd clean the crib and she would listen to Lionel Richie or okay. it would be the Righteous Brothers or, you know what I mean? It would just be a wide array of... All over the place. Was, they, yeah, they yeah. didn't have no, you know, there wasn't no like, oh, we fuck with this. It was just everything, bro. Like my mother would really play, wake up on a Sunday morning, Lionel Richie shit. 
on Sunday morning, cleaning. You know what I mean? I used to wake up for that shit. Like, it's a vivid memory right. of mine, <laughs> like music-wise. Yeah. And, you know, music, that's why I try to do music that make you feel some shit. Because, like, right. that's kind of how I connect to music. Hmm. But artistically is what made me get into it, was, like, the artistic value of that, being able, you know, expression and just kind of doing something, you know what I mean? Like for yeah, a, yeah. A, a, a lack of better terms, like just to kind of idle hands, bro. Like you right. got to do something. So right. gotcha. it, it was something to do. And, and you know, it's definitely something as I got older, my peers were into. So you know, yeah. as I got older, it just it started pieces connected way more. So was it your peers that were kind of pushing you and, you know, like let you know that you had something or was it meat and knack and kind of like, like when did you figure out you well, had some shit and you were skilled at this? Well, the funny part is, is like, yo, Knack took a chance on me because, like, I listened to some of the shit I had back in the day and was like, oof, you thought I had potential, bro? Like, <laughs> God bless you. Right. But, but you know, I would, I wasn't really, like, at that time, it was funny because when I met his cousin, I wasn't really into it like that. Like, I'd done, I'd wrote that shit when I was, like, eight, and then it was, like, a nothing. And then so I was, like, 10, 11, 12, I wrote this little stupid joint with my man, and then I just was rapping it to myself. And he was like, yo, you rap? And I was just like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, let me introduce you to my cousin. So prior to that, I hadn't really ever taken it serious. Oh. I'd maybe done some, like, um, like, writing, you know what I mean? Like, throughout middle school. Um, just friends of mine and shit, like us just being influenced by rap, we just try to, you know, try to reconstruct some shit, like write some shit, but it was nothing I was ever like proud enough of to like, you know what I'm saying, really try. But then I remember I got a, uh, probably when I was like 12, 13, I got a little computer microphone and I tried recording myself and shit. And then mm. I actually bought some equipment right around the time I met Nat. And um, mm. I bought, like I'd saved up money and bought like a shitload of equipment and we were recording at my crib. And we had like, yo, those songs still exist too. That's terrible. They're like, they're still online. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking horrible. Bro. Like, I'm like, yo, somebody gonna dig them shits up one day and I'm gonna be, well, fuck it. You know, the progression gotta happen. Right. You know, oh, yeah. Like, oh, man, right. shit still exists. All right. Oh, yeah. hey, it, might be some, it might be some blackmail come along with that shit too, man. You might have to get some yeah, ransom yeah, money man. together, you know, man. It <laughs> shit come with the territory, bro. But <laughs> That's what's up. If they got it, they got it. I put it out myself, so I can't be mad at nobody but myself on that yeah no doubt <laughs> hey yo real quick man you talk about creativity and uh and 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 things like that being being you know very creative since a young age uh over the past five years of, of us doing this podcast we come to realize that uh it's a lot of song titles and album titles that we don't know shit about like how mm-hmm. like just I think uh I think the one for last week for me was Guatemala and Guala off the uh off the door. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Door, it's just yeah, like and and, and, and now that yeah, now that, them guys. yeah, and now that I yeah. think about it, man, you probably responsible for some wild ass well, titles I mean, and for shit example, like that. So, so I mean so 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 so, yeah. so now we we've got some of your joints here, like I'm gonna fuck this up. This 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 is the most extravagant one. From an album or a project oh, title, shit. Oh, El shit. Circulo Vicioso. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So pronounce that actually it cur- means in Spanish. That actually means um, that means the vicious circle. Okay, right, okay. So, cycle, so say kinda. it correctly because my country ass fucked it up. So how would you normally say it? <laughs> It's all good, bro. I fuck it up too. Okay, that was actually something that 
I, I, I'm not even gonna lie on that. That was some shit where like we recorded the whole album. It was it was like one night. We recorded that whole shit in one night. That shout out my man A one. That's my that's my homie. Word. Um P Rock. I call him P Rock. Okay. But um we was over there one night and we was just drinking. Like we had already wrote the album. He had sent me the beats. And that's my bro. Like I known him forever. Like since high school days before that and all that. Like we really ran the streets together and all that. And um we had never connected on the music tip. Like we were aware that we both did music, but we were also aware that like we did different type of music. And then finally we was like, yo, fuck it, let's meet in the middle and try to do something. And, like just do it just, you know, for us. You know what I mean? It, it's mm -hmm. for the culture, but it's for us more yeah. than anything. Okay. So we, that's why why we connected for that album. And um it was funny because we was in the lab one night and we just decided to record the whole shit at Max one night drinking. And um, we had like a bunch of bottles of privilege and shit, and we just get fucked oh, up recording that album. Woo! And we, I didn't, I didn't have a title for it when it was done being recorded. Like, I, like we had everything. We even had the intro and all that, and like we didn't have a title. And like, I'm looking at Mac, like, yo, what you got, bro? And, and he had told me oh, that boy. he was working on at, at the time. It was the um. Uh, the Manuel Surratt shit. Uh -huh. And he was like, yo, I'm using this this visual from a movie and I'm pretty sure the name of the, the movie he used that visual from for his album cover was the El Circle of Vicioso shit. She's like, yo, it's called this. He's like, I'm calling my shit the Joe Manuel Surratt. But he's like, you know, that's the name of the flick. And I'm like, yo, fuck it, let's run with it. Like, it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it was crazy because like I would already, I think I'd already made the, the cover. And the cover, I had made that shit like, couple months back and it made sense to the cover and everything oh, like, yeah. yo, that it, it all kind of just fit organically yeah. and that's really that's kind of the magic of the mini mansion like you kind of go there with unfinished mini ideas mansion, and they just yeah. kind of resolve themselves like yeah. just leave it up to the orbit to just like all right boom let's let it happen yo and that's kind of uh, the magic there you know yeah. what i mean yo you mentioned the artwork y'all y'all take a different approach to the artwork too oh, man. man art's what's, crazy what's what's the story behind how y'all come up with these 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 different covers and shit man i mean for me I, I i've done a lot of my own covers um i think like nine roses was done by the homie evil door mm -hmm. he's an incredible producer from out here too and um, he did the cover on that and then the cover for the first album i ever dropped i don't know who did that um, cause, cause that was actually through, um, damn, I'm gonna forget their name. It's going to be terrible. Mo motif and, uh, um, motif and, uh, below system, uh, below system. Yeah. Right. No, no, okay. no, yeah. Yeah. That was actually the first that I dropped was through below system. I don't know who did that one. And actually the IX too. I'm not sure who, what her name is. I know it's a female artist. Um, but she, she flipped that cover. We actually got that from chilling in the studio one night getting high and I seen an album cover. I think it's called, um, some Hawk. Okay. It's an old cover, like right. a 1970s like rock cover. Okay. And I seen the cover and I was like, yo, that's it. I want that shit to be IX because I seen the clock and the way that it was pointing, it was pointing somewhere. And I was like, yo, we need to make the cover, but have it point at the uh, IX. To nine, right, yeah. And it just happened to be perfect because we already had the title for IX. We just didn't have a cover. And I was at Cass's crib in Worcester and it was like, yeah, that shit was just worse. So he had, he had a, an artist flip it. But uh -huh. everything after that, other than Nine Roses, was me. I made I made the Million Dollar Mink shit. The um, I did the um, El Circulo Vicioso. I did the Say No More. Um, I didn't do Our Back Garden. I don't know his name either. I suck with this shit, bro. Grubby Paws got him, but that dude is okay. incredible too. Right. Shout that out shit. to Grubby Paws. Grubby Paws, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another favorite Grubby over here in these parts, man. Yeah, man. 
Absolutely. Grubby's incredible. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, so you 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 really in your creative bag then, huh? Nine, like with with the art and the music and everything. I mean, you're you're a one man. I try to be self sufficient. Yeah. I know Nack talked about that on the ship, but like when you don't want to wait on nobody, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and it's not even get paying somebody shit. Like I've had situations where I pay people and had to wait, and I'm like, I'm not with that, bro. When I'm ready, you know, nah, you gotta know trust. You, you gotta it's trust your like, own shit it's sometimes. Yeah, drop. yeah, but at the same time, you gotta trust you. Uh, first and foremost, mm-hmm. man. So if uh, if Fact. you if you're a person that has rec- has recognized early on that you do have a level of creativity that's unmatched by anybody else out here, you got to tap into that, man. Yeah, you got to no, you got to no, you got to get behind that, man. You got to believe in of, yourself. It was just a matter of getting decent enough at something, understanding like programs and shit. Yeah. Like, I made all them covers on my phone on some bullshit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not even going to front on nothing. Like, nah, you're talking to some cats that do the same thing, Cole. <laughs> and, 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 you know, shout out to homies. It wasn't even nothing personal. It was just, you know, people was busy and, and people were doing people favors and I was paying for covers but the problem was is it was just motherfuckers was back you know backlogged on shit yeah and I, I had you know when i when i go on the lab and i record nine ten tracks in one night i'm trying to drop it you, you ready know to what go. i'm not trying to wait on yeah. that so i got sick of doing that so i i started fucking with the artwork like you know obviously the first fucking you know 50 joints i did was terrible but i was like yo i'm gonna just try to get good enough to where it don't even got to be great just somewhere it's aesthetically pleasing to where it like catches your eye and that was really all i was after just something that was good enough it didn't have to be incredible just something that was good enough where it caught your eye and it was like yeah yeah i want to know more about this and that's really where the million dollar mix shit came because i was probably the first um album that i dropped or, or, or or the album cover that i had that i was willing to drop yeah now you talk you talking to some cats that get down the same way, Cole. The the homie John Dota and photoshopped my face over a picture of Mike Vick holding a pit bull. Uh, my man, my man DJ. See, my Photoshop game ain't, ain't proper yet. <laughs> my man, my man DJ Pocket, he ain't here tonight with us. He done he done did album covers for me, uh shot music videos like like if you got if you got it within you to 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 do this stuff right. all in house, I say go for it. I'm big on that actually. Yeah, no, nah, that's that's I mean that's I think nowadays it's kind of that's a that's a real. It just makes sense. Part of yeah, being it able just, to, to, yeah. to build something is have somebody exactly you know that, that's kind of in house that yeah. you can rely on because at the end of the day, and especially relying on self because at the end of the day, you know everybody in the world could abandon you and you left by yourself. What can you do? And, and I was thinking about this the other day because um you know I've taken a lot back as far as being as as involved. I used to produce and shit and like mix my own shit. I don't do none of that no more. So I was really thinking like, yo, if I was to be on a stranded island with a studio, how am I going to record? All I do is rap now. And I was like, damn, I got to get more involved with, you know, the the, the mm. other sides of this because I have access to it, but I just been so involved in, you know, curating just the rhymes and, and the sound that, that I'm not as involved with the production and the engineering side that I used to be. So I was like, mm. You know, putting that 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 uh, uh, equation in your head, like, what the fuck am I gonna do if it, there's no one else there? Who's gonna record me? Who's gonna mix me? Who gonna, you know what I mean? If it's Word. just me, so that's why being self sufficient is the most important thing. Really? Be able to move on your own because, you know, there's gonna always be people willing to help you, right? But 
you have to be able to help yourself first. No right. one wants to help That's someone real. that doesn't help themselves. That's, yeah. real. That's real. That's real. That yeah. is real. For real. So, so Cody, you know what I mean? If you're not helping yourself, don't nobody want to come to your aid. If you're already doing your own thing, somebody might say, hey, let me add to that. Let me contribute to that. But don't no one want to help someone that's just like, woe is me. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> no doubt. So, so Cody, you dropped a lot of shit over the past couple of years. Like, at, at what mm-hmm. point did, like, is there a particular project that you've put out in the past couple of years that um, got you to the place that you wanted to be at, like creatively, I mean, like right like not even not even money, like none of that, just like creatively, you're like, yeah, this is that shit. Yeah, I mean, right off rip, when me and Purpose dropped the first joint, the um, Below Sumerian Skies, which I think was 2016 or 2017. My notes say 2016. Um, we, yeah. I think it was 16. Yeah, 2016. I think it was like the end of 16, yeah. Um, when we dropped that, we've been working on that for years. And we dropped that, but like, it was, it was, I mean, it was kind of a different time too. Like, I was trying to get a sound uh, 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 polished. You know what I mean? I was still kind of, I felt like in my polishing stage, mm-hmm. I was trying to understand my sound. And it took a couple years because I wasn't doing it consistently. And uh, me and Perp, I, I really liked that project a lot. But, you know, there was, um, you know, there was a lot of shit that I felt like I could do better. You know what I mean? Just being a perfectionist. And then IX, the way that that came about was just cast a motif, hollered at me after they heard Below Sumerian Skies and wanted to work on a project. Oh. And um, they sent me some beats and I, I didn't necessarily like relate to them at first. And then he sent me a batch. And when he sent me a batch, it was pretty much everything you hear on the album in one batch. And I was just like, yo, what the fuck is this, bro? Like, I, I, I just took all of them and I had the concept ready. And just, I wrote that whole shit in probably four or five days. Hmm. And then recorded it in a night. Damn. So that whole album took about a week. And I had never done that. Figure... The first album I did took fucking four years, right. and then they sent me these joints, and it was, it, it, and it wasn't necessarily anything against the first album that I did. I loved that album. I listened to that. I feel like that's still probably my lyrically probably the strongest album I did because I put so much time and effort into okay. it. Okay. But as far as me just letting loose, the IX shit was just me finding myself. That was just me kind of finding, gotcha. like the way that that ST and, and Davino found themselves on Triple Black Diamonds. Right. IX was that for me. Right. So, right. Right. That's what's up. Yo, man, how how'd you link up with uh Vic Spencer on that, man? That's that's some that's some distance that's, between y'all. You know what I'm saying? What's the what's the connection there? Yeah, yeah. Um, shout out Vic Spencer. That's the homie. Um, that's actually through Cash. Cash knows him. They they've produced a lot for him. Okay. It was just kind of one of them situations where we were, we were doing everything organic. There wasn't no preconceived notions going into recording an album. Yeah. Like yo, we are gonna have such and such. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. Nah, we just when we heard the joint, it was like. He told me I sent him the joint, which is one verse. And um, yeah. he was like, yo, I hear Vic on this. And I already knew Vic. I was aware of Vic at the time. And I fucked with Vic. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, send it to him. See if he fuck with it. And then I just got sent back a joint. And I was like, all right, worry. So I hollered at Vic and thanked him. And he was like, yo, I'm fucking with it. You know, I fuck with the album. So that shit was dope. You know nice. what I mean? Because that was a good look. Hell you know yeah. what I mean? The verse is dope. Um, same with Ito. Like Ito, the funny shit was when he sent me the beat and I heard that, I told him straight up. I told Mo and I told Kaz, like, yo, that sounded like an Ito beat. Like that's dope. That shit, yo, he would because that was I think that was around the time when he was working on the Vito and shit. And um, okay. or they had released the Vito and shit. So when I heard that beat, I was like, thought that just sounded like some Ito shit. 
So Holler That Edo got him on board. And um, that was really it. Because we weren't forcing nothing on that shit. And Knack, we had put Knack on the joint. Because that just was, you know, that shit was very knackly. Yo, yo, Cole, <laughs> um, uh, let me backtrack right quick. Going back to what you was talking about, you know, um, you know, uh, doing for yourself and and um, people not wanting to help nobody that won't help them themselves first. What what type of energy do you guys put into like marketing and and getting the name out there and 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 keeping the name alive and stuff like that? As far as like promoting the records and marketing the records and things That's a great like question. that. Yeah, no, it is. Um, to be honest with you, the approach is a lot different now than it was. So you got to understand when we. When Tragic Allies dropped their first project, it was probably 06, 07. Shit was different. Mm-hmm. And we kind of came up with the philosophy of having to do shit a certain way that was kind of outside of the internet shit. It was obviously like you had to promote certain ways, but like motherfuckers that were younger understood it better. So as we got older, we started seeing a way that these younger dudes was moving and being able to like, really get out get the name out there even the soundcloud rappers and that i don't give a fuck what the shit is you could do some dumb shit but if you get fucking five hundred thousand views i want to know how you did that mm-hmm. so there was different there was different avenues and we once we noticed that there was different avenues we started to approach it differently now one of the things we say is that you know the word you're gonna hear me say a lot is organic okay so we, we did all that shit where we hired publicists we paid motherfuckers you know what I'm saying? Mm. We, we, you know what I mean? We link with publicists. We link with writers. We got write-ups. You know what I mean? We did all that shit trying to get, trying to get the name out there, trying to get a look. And it never really worked. There was mm. nothing beneficial about it. We was paying for, you know, minimal shit. Like, right. you almost felt like motherfuckers was really like telling they boy, yo, pretend you a journalist so I can get this money. <laughs> like, it was almost <laughs> like, damn, there's nobody listening to this shit. Right. So at a point, and again, Al Davino was a big part of that, being able to, because he was younger than all of us, being able to kind of, and, and I'm the youngest of the tragic allies. So he was the connect, the bridge that kind of was like, yo, nah, 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 there's a whole different way. And once we tapped in and was like, oh, okay, if we just know the niche, like the, the you know, the niche market, and yeah. we're able to tap in with that via social media, via just releasing shit and staying consistent, then we it's just going to happen organically. And the funny shit was we did music for 10 plus years, working hard at it with no avail. And then we just was like, yo, fuck this. We just going to drop shit and just be stupid. And then boom. Took off. People started listening. Yeah. And I was like, and I remember one night me and Nat, we recorded some dumb shit and we just put it on SoundCloud. And like, maybe like a couple weeks later, it was like almost 10,000 views. That's crazy. And I was like... Yeah, and we had wild. nothing more than like a thousand before that. You know what I mean? Right. Like some of the videos on YouTube had a lot of views, but like there wasn't a whole lot of momentum, especially consistently. Like there would be a good look here and there, but you know, it, it, we needed a lot more uh, of just us doing us and just staying consistent and not worrying about that aspect. You know, that just being able to come organically just by your work ethic. And that's kind of the approach we have now. It's like, you know, we just going to make music. It's going to be dope. We're going to release it. We kind of know a better avenue to be able to release it. And, and we're going to touch more people that way in this work. Mm. You know, all the effort that we put in, it, it wasn't in vain. I'm not going to say that at all. You know what I mean? Because oh, you learned a lot. Built the fan base. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, it got us, you know, it got us to where we at now. And yeah. there's still people like even Huss, Huss Kingpin and, and Smooth. They always say, you know, every time we talk to them, it's like, yo, 
first time we heard y'all was MySpace way back in the day. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they, they make sure to, you know, like, yeah, y'all, y'all was really here back, way back, way back. Yeah. And, and we just didn't, you know, we, we didn't tap in. And so, you know, everybody kind of tapped in, which it was good. It was a blessing. You know what I mean? We came in right at the right time. It was perfect. Yeah. So, so when you guys reset, um, at, at what point did you realize it was starting to take off again? Like you're kind of like a reinvigoration, if you will, like the way we've seen over the past five to six years. Was there a particular project? Um, like was it Triple Black Diamonds or was it like what was it? I mean, when shit, I knew, I knew, <laughs> I knew maybe even more than them. When I heard Triple Black Diamonds, that shit blew me away. When I heard that just sitting in the lab one day, it was before they even released it because they had yeah. me on that. I didn't, I wasn't on the actual album, but I was on the, the bonus cut. Yeah. And um, I was the only feature on that shit. So I heard the whole album. And when I was sitting there listening to it, this is pre-everything. You know what I'm saying? This is pretty much, unless you were a Tragic Allies fan, you didn't know about anything else we were doing right. up until this point. Right. And um, I remember hearing that shit. And I had been kind of on a little sabbatical. Like, I hadn't really been doing a lot. And I heard that shit. And I was like, yo. I was mm-hmm. like, yo, this mm-hmm. shit is fucked. And it wasn't even like, that. I took the bias out of it. It was like, though, if I was just somebody on the street and you played this shit for me, I'd be blown the fuck away. Right. And that was, a, that was a turning point, definitely. But I think a lot of it is just not even taking the time to sit back and really acknowledge what you've done or what you're doing. It's just, just keep going. You know what right, I mean? Like, right, right, You're not right, at right. a finish line yet. Yeah, you're no not doubt. at a point where you can look back at accolades yet. No you're doubt. still in the mud. No you know doubt. I mean? So no doubt. I think that's, that's, that's kind of the keep your head down, keep working mentality mm. is what's keeping it actually with, with people tapping in more is more or less that we're not really, you know, seeking that kind of uh, acknowledgement. We're just, we're just going to keep doing it right. and hope and hope people get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 That makes a lot of sense. So, so uh, I mean, not to, to, to catch us up, you know, to now, like what's going on? Let's uh, the, the latest record out right now um, is the joint with Billy Loman, right? Say no more. Like why, why don't we catch the folks up with that? And then uh, I, I want to talk about all these got these ten or eleven joints you dropped in our inbox here uh, yeah. before the interview started. So let's <laughs> yeah, talk about the new the, joint that's um, out now. Yeah, Billy Loman. Um, you know, he 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 he's obviously produced for Terminology, who's out here, and um, he already kind of had a rapport. And we had linked up. I don't even remember how we linked up, but he had sent me some joints for the Codex Lester project. And uh, I think he had three joints on there. It was Salvatore Monday, Alarma, and um, shit, I can't even remember the other one. But um, he ended up sending me a couple of them joints, and it made the project. And I was like, yo, these shits is like, you know, these shits is dope. Like, let's work on something. So he ended up just sending me a batch of beats. And um, it took a long time because I was I, I had them and and I was working on them since probably 2018, but then I went through some shit. I was dealing with some shit, so I kind of fell back a little bit. But it took a little bit longer. But once I finally finished it up, that was like the whole mentality was like, yo, we have to do this. Like this shit, it just it made sense. You know what I mean? After hearing what we did on the Codex Less, it made sense. Like I gotta I gotta fuck with this dude, and um, the whole say no more shit was just. <laughs> that's where I was at at the time. I was like, yo, I ain't even gonna be saying ever again after this. Like, it was just crazy. <laughs> Damn, like, really? It all, it all culminated into that. You know what I mean? Yeah, cause you you took a a good little break as far as projects go, yeah. right, Coke? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I, I didn't drop anything in 2019 except for that. That was uh, right, the right. only project I dropped. Before right. that was the Outback Garden, which we dropped it, uh, late no- November, I think, 2018. Right. You, you were still pretty busy on the feature circuit, though, or at least it seemed like it was. Yeah, your feature game is yeah. crazy, dude. Yeah, yeah, I definitely stayed wavy on the features, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just wasn't really focused on working on anything for myself at that time. I was dealing with a lot of shit, but I made sure to get into the studio still because you, you always got to keep your blade sharp. You're never going to no take doubt. that much time off. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I definitely got in the studio, made sure I was still banging out some features, still doing something, saying active, even through the bullshit. You know what yeah. I mean? That's the whole purpose of us doing this shit. So, right. hey, yo, for but anybody, yeah. and for anybody that might be curious, man, what's the turnaround time on on the feature one? Once that money hits your PayPal, yeah, that's a good question. Too. Once that money hits your PayPal or your cash <laughs> app, what's the turnaround time on that shit? Soon as shit, let me tell you like this: you send it to me, I fuck with it. Then you can send a PayPal. Got to fuck with it first. Okay. That shit dope. You send it to me, then you can hit the PayPal. As soon as the PayPal hit, I'm right into it. I had that shit done in two two days. Ooh, I'm in the studio with a crib, but I had that shit in two days. Two days. Right. Pay me for it. That's two days. Let's go. Two day turnaround. All right. Mm-hmm. Producers, rappers, get, get your money up. Everybody, <laughs> I'll have you. All right. So, what about these new joints, man? We we got two joints that we're gonna play on episode two thirty eight. That are worldwide, galaxy wide exclusives. But you also sent me a bunch of other joints. Like, what do you, what are you in the lab working on right now that you can talk about, Code? Yeah, I'm working on a, I'm working on a little project right now, just with a couple of different producers. Um, I got Don Carrera on there. I got um, Carnate. I got uh, Chronic Tone. Got a couple other people too. But I'm still finishing up some shit. But yeah, I, I'm working. I'm just trying to stay busy. You know what I mean. So this is something okay. that um. I don't know. As I'm as I'm recording it, it's, it's it's sounding real good. So it's gonna culminate to something real nice. Like I said, I'm just letting it be organic. Just letting this shit kind of unfold how it unfolds. Letting the universe take control with it. You know. All right. So the two joints that we got uh, that we're gonna rock t- uh, on this week's show is Dominican Church Eucharist. Meek, speaking of uh, speaking of you know album and song I'm title, listen, game. I'm listening. I'm and listening. Anastasia. Yeah. <laughs> I'm listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go yeah. from we go from religion to to Disney movies. It's crazy. <laughs> no, nah, that's actually the name of a uh, of a mob family. Okay, all right. That's that kind too. Of the okay, that. it's all it's all gangster. Then. Yeah. I got you. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, but um, but yeah, no. Nah, I mean, you figure like this. It, you know, there's other things that capture you into the music, like we were talking about earlier with aesthetic. Like, you know, the the, the visuals got to be dope. The the artwork. Plus, the title's got to reel you in. You want to know what the fuck somebody's talking about when Lord. they call something like that. Yo, man. <laughs> you got to be I have read off some crazy fucking titles over the last five years. Yeah, I your your crew's you been what. responsible oh, for dead. a majority of them. Yeah, man. So, but <laughs> oh, I'm sure. But, yo, sure. It, but, but that but, also has a lot to do with not giving a fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. We call it whatever we call it. Yeah. But you figure like this. Think about all the titles that the boot camp click had that was just crazy titles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they just called it for whatever. And like now they're historic, like they're classics. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like now those shit is classics. People don't even know how to pronounce it, but they're classics. Yeah. Right. For real. <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, that was fucking, uh, what was, what was the, the Fab Five shit? The, the, 
Oh, LaFleur, LaFly, and Koshka. I don't yeah. even know what it was. It was something LaFleur. That's the only even, shit I remember. Some you know what? We tried shit. to ask P about that, and he didn't even give us nothing on that. I was just like, man, what the fuck is LaFleur, LaFly, and Koshka? He just, yeah. he just glazed <laughs> right over that shit like... We're not never explaining what the fuck that title meant. So, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I get where you're going. But that's what makes it so fire. Yeah. That's kind of the mentality, you know? Exactly. Like, just don't give a fuck. Call yeah. it whatever. Yeah, you're right about that. That's real. Hell yeah. All right. So, so Code, you got anything, uh, you know, you want to get off your chest before we wrap this thing up, man? Anything you want to talk about? Uh, if you just want to send people to, you know, your Bandcamp page and where they can cop some shit, like... Now, I want you to get some shit off your chest, man. It's a new year. Maybe you didn't get to say shit last year about what you were feeling, man. The floor is yours, man. Pop off right quick. What's happening? Well, first off, I want to wish y'all a happy fifth. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate y'all right. having me on here. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? That shit was a blessing. Thank but, you. But um, shit ain't really too much to pop off about. You know, I'm 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 in a good place right now. All I'm right. in a real peaceful place. I'm here at the crib sipping a little something, smoking a little something. Yeah. I'm listening to some Larry June and some currency, some elegant shit. So okay. I'm in a good place. I don't even got to pop off. 2020 been good to me so far. That's Only a couple up. days in. But Five days in. So yeah. Far. All right. And we just gonna keep we we gonna keep prospering. And I just you know I just wish health wealth to all my family and all my people. And that's really all it is. That's twenty four seven thirty three sixty five always. That's what's up. And all where right. the, where can the people go pop uh, cop some shit and 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 fuck with you and, and PayPal you and 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 cash app you? Yeah, just just tap in. You know it's real code nine on Instagram, real code nine on Twitter. Um, you just tap in with the you know Google. Google get you everywhere you got to get. No doubt. So you got to do code nine, one word. And the first thing you're going to have to do, I got to keep fixing this shit. If not codeine. <laughs> right. So that happened to me too. you type it in, you have to specify because fucking Google don't know the difference. It's going to tell you, do you, are you sure you want to check for code nine and not codeine? They think you typo. <laughs> they think you a typo. And it's not. Right. Look for code nine. So you got to right. specify. Because I notice I even have to do that when I'm looking for my own shit on YouTube. Right. I have to hit it, and then it, it brings right. up a bunch of lean rappers, and I'm like, yeah. oh, nah, this wasn't what I was looking for. Right. Yeah. But I got to specify, and then my shit come up. So I'm okay. got to do that. Word. Okay. All right, and, and the Bandcamp joint, like the latest project, Say No More, like at least, what, th- three or four other projects, Tragic Allies, Code9.Bandcamp.com. You know, to get that's to get, correct. Yes, yeah, sir. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can go there to get some shit, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, you, you got you got you got some vinyl deals here and there with some of these releases too. If you can still find the shit, or I don't know, you mm-hmm. you, you you're probably on some two hundred, three hundred dollar uh shit on discogs oh, at this shit. point now, right? Code nine oh, with shit. some of these vinyl releases. <coughs> oh shit! I don't even know because they're rare. Again on it, you know. Yeah, what I'm but I I will say this: if you go, if you get the uh, digital discography on um on Bandcamp, I know it's 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 a. Uh, there's like a discount on there. Okay. Like, all right. I think it's twenty percent off or something like that. All and right. if you actually have to physically do that. But also I got all the I got all the physicals too, other than the vinyls, but I got all the physicals. So if anybody orders some shit, the turnaround time is quick. You know what I'm saying? You order it. I had that shit in the post office in like a day. Dope. Wait, hold on one second. I'm I'm looking at the merch page right now, man. Oh. What, what is the million dollar mink? Limited edition Palomino package. What oh the fuck God. is that? 
Yeah, that doesn't even exist no more. It was <laughs> wow. there, but there is still the merch from that. Uh, no more T-shirts. We're out of the T-shirts. Okay. But there is still the 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 whiskey case. We got a million oh. dollar. I'm looking at my shit right now. It's on my mantle. Okay. You know my mantle. My man, I live in an apartment. My mantle is actually a radiator. Okay. But it's, it's on that. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks fly though it, it, yeah it's the million dollar mink whiskey case you know it was just something random like we just felt like the album was elegant me and Pinom shout out my man Pinom and um yeah he's got <laughs> we, I'm looking at this came sh- up with some random shit yo I'm crazy. looking at this shit yeah. right now this shit is crazy That's man crazy. I just now noticed this alright you on some shit, man. Yeah, salute to you and your yes, creativity, sir. man. That shit, is, <laughs> no that, shit, that shit goes that shit goes a long way, yo. Don't no don't doubt. ever stop creating, man. Or Cole, when y'all coming down south, man, we, I got, appreciate y'all. we gotta get you guys down south Hopefully for a show soon, or something, man. man. Like what's Hopefully fu- soon. I'm trying to the, the most south I've been is Kentucky. And that shit goes. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's so where I'm that's where I I'm from. Why 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 were you in Kentucky? <laughs> why were you in Kentucky, man? That's where I'm from. I was actually in Kentucky, and no offense, but where we was, it was fucking terrible. I'm pretty sure it was like Pineville, Kentucky. <laughs> oh, Pikeville. You were in Pikeville. Pikeville? Yeah, we was out there because it was my cousin's oh. family. Oh. My cousin, you know, his 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 mother, her family's from Kentucky. Yes. And, uh, they were actually born and raised out there, so we were out there. That was the only time I ever seen somebody keep a goat as a pet. Right. They had a fucking goat <laughs> chained up that was sitting on the hood of somebody's car. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, Yo, what the fuck is that? And, and, and that was right across the street from the very first. We went and visited the very first KFC. I was young. Oh, oh yeah, Corbin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We've yeah. been there. We've yeah, been yeah. up in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. That's crazy. Yeah, if you, you yeah they had the little mausoleum for Colonel Sanders. <laughs> yeah. Little outfitters in the glass and shit. Yeah, like, yeah man. Was there. <laughs> I was super young, though. I was dumb young. Like, I was probably like oh my 10, God. 11 years old. But that yeah. shit was funny as fuck. We get out the car going in there. I seen <laughs> fucking goat on a leash i never <laughs> seen that in my life bro i was like i know we are not nowhere near lynn mad <laughs> no there's no bodegas out here bro there's Nothing. no bodegas i swear oh hell no there's hollers <laughs> yeah, i don't even know yeah yeah exactly. i don't even know what that is I'm yeah sure exactly yeah you don't you don't want to you don't need to know that's in the sticks you don't want to be in the holler you, you were in eastern kentucky you you were in you were in the absolutely the poorest region of the entire state like if there was ever a place on uh, in the United States uh, code that was a third world country, Eastern Kentucky is damn near close to it. You are literally, like, literally in the fucking bowels of hell. That's crazy. Pro- oh, like, yeah, likely, yeah. I know? know. I know. And that's where my cousin's grandparents were from. So we were out there for like a whole week. And then the best part is the way we were uh, actually... I guess rewarded for the trip. <laughs> On the way back, we stopped in Baltimore, and that was magnificent. Ah, Shout out Baltimore! I got a lot word. of homies out there, but that shit was, you know, you take one wrong turn, that shit, the wire is real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was out there like I was young. You gotta, you gotta understand. That shit was like something that stuck with me. I was like, God damn, we in the fucking hood. Yeah, no I thought doubt. I already knew what the hood was, but I was like, nah, this shit is... This shit, this this shit is, is hood, hood. This is yeah. That's what's up. Coming from Kentucky and then going to Baltimore, I was yeah, like, bro... That's a culture, that's <laughs> culture shock like a motherfucker. <laughs> Word, the homie DJ Pocket. I basically did half the Chitlin circuit, you know what I'm saying? I was like, what is going on down here, bro? That's crazy. Right, we gotta get you to Atlanta, bro. Yeah, we gotta man. get you and the team down here, man. Do a show or Hell something. Yeah. I don't know how, but Man, we gotta make that shit happen. That shit will be major too. We're gonna work it out. 
Nah, I want to. That shit definitely has to happen 110%. Word. That shit got to happen soon, too. Word, word. All right, Cole. Well, uh, thank you, man. We We appreciate you, man. Yeah, thank you, brother. We uh, we appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate y'all, man. Thanks for having me, bro. Yes, sir. All right. We'll be in touch, my man. Enjoy your evening. No doubt. Peace to y'all. All right. Y'all too. All right. Peace. 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 Yeah, man. Oh, I got to love it. There we go, man. See? See what happens? You never know. Even up to the very end, you never know what's going to happen on Southern Uh, Vanguard Radio. Oh, we're going to talk to you. We're going to talk to you. It's going to be thorough. He said, he said it's the first time he's ever seen somebody that had what's a goat a chance, a What's pet? the chance of it knowing that he went to Kentucky and Baltimore and, and we got pocket in here? See, the, this, is that, this is that shit we keep telling y'all yeah, about. Yeah, man. Smithsonian Gray. It's special. All right? No doubt. Doe, Meeks. Yeah. Shots five out to years. DJ Pocket in the man. house. No doubt. We do this for real. We are the yeah, guard. Yeah, we are Southern the guard. Vanguard Radio. Let's go. Peace. Peace, y'all.